Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, good morning, City Hills. It is so good to have you guys here. I don't know if you guys realize it, but um, the end of the year is quickly approaching, right? Christmas is around the corner, and uh, we are still in shorts. So this is, this is okay. <laughs> this is okay. Uh, today we are actually wrapping up this incredible series where we've been talking about the five awakenings that can help us find our way back to God. These awakenings are, have, what we've learned is they're not just something that um, initially happens when we find our way back to God, but they continue to bless us through our life and, and our path in, as Christians. Um, we learned about awakening to longing, where we discover that those longings that are in us for love and purpose and meaning are actually given to us by God and designed to lead us back to him. The awakening to regret, where we discover that we can always come back home. We can always start over. Um, awakening to help is discovering that help has a name, and his name is Jesus. And then last week, Danny talked about awakening to love. In this awakening, we discovered our identity as a profoundly loved and unconditionally accepted child of God. So if you've missed any of the messages in the series, we've got a City Hills podcast that you can follow and catch up with us. But today, what I want to share, um, a truth that as a believer, we can find life that is really living and not just surviving. So this morning, if you're following along with notes, our first one, our first big idea is that our fifth awakening is awakening to life. And I have a confession to make. I was born on a beautiful Caribbean island, and I cannot swim. I shared that with a couple of people recently. Well, I, I, will, I will qualify that. Danny and Lauren, uh, Danny and Lauren, I don't think Lauren ever tried. She gave up on me a long time ago. But Danny and Bud have tried several times in my life to teach me. And actually, I can swim perfectly backwards. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that means about me as a person. But that is what they say. But mostly the reason is I moved off the island when I was five and grew up in New York. So there was no water to speak of. And so this fear of drowning, basically, in deep water just intensified as my life went on. So I actually brought a picture for you. This is a picture of one of the keys off of my island, right? Church retreat? I'm in, right? Oh, let's go. Let's go. This is actually a picture of Water Key. This is basically our picnic ground. It's uninhabited, and uh, we go there for every holiday, every birthday, every celebration. The island packs out uh, this uninhabited island, and if you can see the white 
uh, near that big white hole on, on the top side of it, that is a huge sandbar. And so the beauty of Water Key is that families of all ages can go out there and the kids have this incredibly huge place that they can swim in. In fact, certain times of the year, this key all the way up to the right, when the water is low, you can walk right to it. It's paradise, right? It's, it's paradise. So the beauty in that sandbar is that they would always designate somebody, somebody, to watch the kids because I was too afraid to go in the deep water. So one year uh, we were out there on vacation and I said to the family, this is it, enough is enough. I have got to conquer this fear of, of being in deep water. So my brother-in-law owns this adventure um, business where he can take you kayaking and paddle boarding and anything that you want. One of the really cool things that he has is these huge inflatables yeah, that you tie to a rope that is tied to the back of a speedboat. Well, normally, this is something that is a thrill ride, right? So he says, okay, we're going to put you and Bud on the biggest one that I have with a life jacket. We're going to take you out into the harbor, and we're just going to kind of we're just going to go slow. We're, just, we're not going to throw you in the water. We're just going to take you out to start to conquer this fear. Great idea, right? Right. So we get out on this thing, and he says, oh, the big, we, we go to pack the boat, and I'm like, what is that? He says, this is the biggest thing that I have. It's the most sturdy. It is a hot dog. I kid you not. It is an inflatable hot dog. <laughs> And he says, just get on there, and, and it's, it, you're not going to flip. It is unflippable, okay? So that smile that you see on my face is pure terror masked by the fact that I knew this picture would go on social media, right? You know that fake smile? I know you parents know what I'm talking about. You snatch your kid, and then, and, and then you take the nice photo and hashtag love of my life. This is me faking that I'm excited to go out on this hot dog. So you know what's coming, right? We get out into the harbor, and I'm, I'm actually starting to somewhat relaxed. My, my life jacket is tight to the point of blacking out. And uh, the beauty of Utila is that no matter how far out you go, you can see to the bottom. The horrible thing about Utila for me is as far out as you go, you can see to the bottom. I see all the marine life. I'm actually starting to relax when here it comes, the inevitable. A speedboat, another one, sees us out in the harbor. And to this person's credit, this is usually something you do for a thrill ride. So they think, we're going to make it even more thrilling. We're going to go buy these two idiots on this hot dog so fast that they're going to love it. I don't see the speedboat. My family sees the speedboat, and they're like, no. I mean, it's just like slow motion. And uh, so you know what happens. Into the water I go. And you can take that picture down. Into the water I go, and they did not take pictures of that. They don't have a death wish. There are no pictures of my face as I'm going catapulting up into the, into the air. But into the water I go. Bud comes to me immediately. The boat turns back around, gets me inside to safety. And yes, I was panicking. I saw my life before my eyes. But the strange part is, in that moment... 
I felt more alive than I had in years. I had conquered a lifelong fear. We can compare that to our Christian life. We cannot allow our fears and our shortcomings to keep us from doing those wild, exciting things for God that are locked in our heart. When I, when I talk to you about that, what is it that came to mind for some of you? A, a moment in time where you felt more alive than you ever had. Maybe it was on your wedding day when you saw your bride-to-be coming down the aisle. Maybe it was the day your child was born. For some, it may be landing that dream job, and for others, accomplishing a long-fought goal. Or maybe it's the day the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl. I don't know. No? Just me? It made me feel alive. But those are just moments. Those are just moments. And the reality is the rest of life often doesn't feel very alive. In our notes, it says, and I love this question, have you ever felt like you're going through life, but there's no life going through you? I know I have. So I want to address this, to this question this morning. How do we continually awaken to life? The prayer of the fifth awakening is, God, awaken in me the confidence that I can have a brand new life. Jesus came so that we could experience that kind of life. In fact, he told his followers in John 10.10, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Some translations say a rich and satisfying life or an abundant life. What do you think of when you think of an abundant life or a life to the full? For me, I tend to think of more, right? Abundant, full life is more, more money in the bank, more satisfying relationships, more trips to Utila, more, more of the things that I love. And as a culture, we love more, right? The marketers know this. They, they plaster on the bags, everything. 25% more if you buy the jumbo bag. Yes, I need a 10-pound bag of Doritos. Who doesn't, right? More cash if you use this card. More miles if you use, if you fly on these dates. We, we, equate fullness of life with more in our lives. But honestly, that's not what Jesus was talking about in these verses. The original language of the New Testament has two words for life. One of them is bios. It's actually the root word for biology, and it speaks of the natural life, right? It, it can also refer to a chronological life. The average bios life, it says, includes about 250,000 hours of sleep. You can minus half of that if you have children. Uh, 76,000 miles, meals, sorry. 200,000 trips to the bathroom. All of that is that day-to-day bios life. But there's another word for life in the Bible, and it's zoe. Zoe includes a bios life, but it goes so much more beyond that. Our note says that bios is about quantity, and more of the same, but Zoe is about a quality of life, and it only comes from knowing God. A Zoe life ultimately re- refers to eternal life, but it also refers to a life that God has for us right here and right now. It's what I think is missing from so many of our lives this morning. When Jesus says that I have come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly, 
guess which life he was talking about? It is that Zoe life. It, it is not the bios. He's talking about a quality of life where God changes your past, your present, and your future, and not just more of the same. When you find your way back to God, you honestly discover that Zoe life. About nine years ago, I started to feel like my life was just in that constant state of bios, day in, day out, the same thing over and over. It was stale and unfulfilling, and I needed more. And I remember telling a, a, a trusted friend, I feel like I, I can't dream anymore. I've lost that ability to dream. A few years before this happened, I had a physical transformation in my life that I've talked about here before. And everything changed with that, the way that I thought, the way that I acted, the way that I ate, the way that I held myself, the way that I lived my life. And a dream was born inside of me that I could share this with others. But I had no idea how I could do it. Sure, I could, you know, tell a motivational story to someone that I also saw, you know, in the gym struggling, but I wanted more. And despite some health issues that had come about and crazy medication treatments that um, left me with short-term memory loss, I actually got through the huge anatomy book that came with this desire of mine to become a personal trainer. And I was absolutely thrilled with what God did after that. One by one, I started to get clients, and, and I started speaking to them not only about the BIOS life, this is how you should eat, this is what we're going to do together in the gym. I started having the opportunities to speak that Zoe life to them as well. And I am absolutely humbled at what God was able to do through that dream, that small dream when we moved from New Orleans to come here, it, was, it, it still brings tears to my eyes. It was overwhelming to hear what, um, what those beautiful women said that I meant to their lives. And I, I kept telling them, it's not me. It is absolutely God. And I've made lifelong friendships from it. So in our story of the lost son that we've been looking through in the last five weeks in this series, we can see the contrast between the bios life and the Zoe life play out. When the father divides his inheritance between his two sons, as the son demanded, the actual word bios there means literally the father divided his life between his two sons. It's as if the father is saying, I'll let you have all that you're asking for, all that the bios life can offer, but someday you will realize that more does not fully satisfy. More of the same, more of that nine to five, all of those things that are absolutely essential. But the big idea that I really want to birth inside of someone this morning is that we were meant for more. We were created for more. God, our Father, doesn't want us to settle for the bios life because he created us to have that Zoe life. He wants us to experience life to the full. We've been in Luke 15 talking about this boy's, um, this, this young man's life, 
Uh, but actually, right before Jesus told the story about the prodigal son, if you're following along in Luke 15 and 6, he actually had two stories that uh, came before that that I want to share with you uh, very quickly. The first one was about a man who had 100 sheep, and only one of them got away, and he left the 99 to find the one. He searched and he searched for that lost sheep. And when he did, he called all of his neighbors together and said, help me celebrate what was lost is now found. And in the second story, a woman lost a very valuable coin. And she searched and searched, and she finally found it. And when she did, she did the same thing. She called her neighbors and friends together and said, rejoice with me. My lost coin has been found. And then our third story, our story of the lost son. As you've already seen, when the son finally nears home, his father leaves all convention behind and runs to welcome him. It is an absolutely beautiful picture of what God does. He calls everyone together, all of his friends and neighbors, and he says, come and celebrate and have a feast with me for this son of mine that was dead is now alive. He was lost and now he's found, and that's found in Luke 15, 23, and 24. Notice that every time something of value is found, there's a celebration. And if you have come to God this morning, all of heaven celebrated and continues to celebrate your life. And that is true. I was thinking about this. That is true whether you've been saved for 40 years or you got saved yesterday, all of heaven celebrated when you came to, to the Lord. You have been given the chance to make peace with your past. You've been given the chance to have purpose for living now. And you've been given a hope for the future. And all of it is with the Father right in the center of it all. Psalm 14, uh, sorry, Psalm 149.4 says the Lord takes delight in his people. Have you ever thought about that? That God takes delight in you. He loves to spend time with you. He is that father looking far off, searching, looking through the landscape to, to see when you will come home. For some of you, that's not the kind of God that you grew up knowing. You always heard of a, a judgmental God. But this is a father. This is the true heart of the father that he is always watching for his children to come home. A few years ago, a team of researchers from the Harvard Medical School did this incredible um, research and found out that the two most powerful and meaningful experience in life um, is achieving, reaching a goal, and also connecting, relating to someone in a significant way. According to the researchers, our society has become more and more obsessed with achieving while at the same time disconnecting from people. There's, there's, there's a disconnect there somewhere. Achieving, of course, is not bad. We're talking about dreaming and having those things fulfilled in our lives. But research shows that it is not a substitute for connecting. 
if you are one of those people that are driven, and I have to admit that I'm one of them. Once I get something in my head, I just go, go, go. It's got, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm relentless. But if I lose track of the people in my life, if I don't make time for friends, if I don't reconnect, I've said this up here before, I love my alone time, but I know that I can't stay there, and maybe that's you this morning. Maybe you've disconnected from relationships that you need so desperately to connect back with. The research goes on to say that those who prioritize meaningful, meaningful relationships, even if their goals are not always achieved, they always say that they have a more fulfilled life. And it really isn't surprising because connecting with people is really what God has intended. Honestly, I don't know that we could have that Zoe kind of life without it, without being able to connect with those around us. God has a desire, a dream for this world, just the, much like the dreams that I'm telling you to let's unlock together. He has a dream for this world, and you're invited to be a part of it. His dream is that every single person would live every second of their existence knowing that they are relentlessly and passionately loved by him. That's it. That is the expectation. That is the dream of Father God. Maybe not the one that you grew up with, but this is the God of the Bible. This is the God of the prodigal son story, the one that watches constantly waiting with expectation for each child to come home. His desire is that every person would come back to him. You know, this story is a very familiar portion of, of scripture. Uh, maybe for some of you who have grown up in church, you've heard it thousands of times. But have you ever thought about the day after the son came home? I've often wondered if what his life would have been like if Jesus had continued that young man's story. The next day after he got home, what changed in his mind? What changed in his heart? What was different about him to see his father, um, you know, do the things that he did? He, I, I wish you, all of you could have been here last week to see that powerful um, visual of, of Danny breaking that clay pot and all that, all that God did, all that God did, all that the father did beyond what was expected of him to make sure that that son had a place um, back into his life and into his village. So think about it. The day after he returned, if his story had continued, I doubt that that young man ever looked at a hungry man or woman again the same because of what he had been through. Much like the things that we have been through, it colors us, it changes our perspective, it changes our mindset. I can't imagine that this young man would listen to anyone else's story of failure ever the same again. He never could look at a person that had failed with any type of judgment. And I can't imagine that he ever thought of his father's wealth the same way again, that it was not about buying him more comfort and status. When we truly awaken to the new Zoe life that God offers us, we see the possibilities of our future completely differently. I know the day that I 
decided to make God the center of my life, everything changed. And yes, we, we were talking about it in, in, uh, in our city group this week, that there are times in our lives that we kind of get stale, even with our life in God. And God is prompting us, dream bigger. Believe me for more. There is more to just this life. About a year ago, I saw one of those dreams that have been locked in my heart. I love to write, and I saw one of those dreams um, come true. Uh, my family, you know, prompted me to, to start writing a blog um, for women that had really just kind of lost their way. It was sort of a, an extension of what I was doing in the gym professionally. And it is such a joy every time that I get to do it. And it's one of those things that I kept saying, you know, who cares? Who cares what I'm writing? And that week, someone will say or text me, everything changed because of, of something simple that you wrote in that. And, and it just continues to remind me that if those desires are locked in our hearts, God put them there. And there's, there are people that we can minister and touch because we step out on those big, audacious dreams. Some of the dreams that are still locked in my heart that I have no idea how I'm going to fulfill, my heart breaks at the sex trafficking trade. And my heart longs to find a way to minister to these, to these women and to these kids. I have no education background to help them. No, nothing that physically I have any idea how I would do it. But it is a dream that is locked in my heart. But in I dream of bringing college classes to the young people on our island that have no opportunity, have no idea how we're going to do it. But we keep speaking it, and we keep talking about it, and we keep praying about it because it's locked in there. And I have to believe, like I just said, if it's there, then he's the father's the one who put it there. And it may be 20 years before I see it realized but I know that if it's there, he's going to make a path to make that happen. This morning, I ask you, what are those dreams that are locked in your heart? What are those big, audacious things that you think about doing that you don't even share with anyone because you're like, this could never happen. There's no way that this could happen. What is it that you dream about when you see the kind of life that feeling truly alive that, I, that I've described? What are those impossible things? Maybe it's building orphanages. Maybe it's starting an after-school reading program. Maybe it's fostering children. God is a great big father, and he can help you to realize every single one of those if you allow him. A friend shared this with me this week. Uh, from the Passion Translation that I'm really starting to enjoy, Psalm 139 and 5, David tells God, you've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Isn't that awesome? With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is the Father that I know. This is the father that's at the center of my life. This is the father that I share those crazy dreams with. 
He has gone into my future to prepare a way. How I will get there for the things that I've just shared with you, I have no idea, but he does. And he's also gone behind me to hide any shame or any mistakes that I've made in the past. And he has so much more for you as well. Your new lifelong walk with Jesus is a journey that you never have to walk alone. In fact, you never have to be away from the Father again. That scripture that I shared with you earlier, he delights in you. He waits like that Father for you to spend time with him. And that word that I just read to you says that he goes before us. As we begin to close this morning, if you're sitting here this morning and you feel yourself, you feel like your life has drifted into complacency, if you find that you have been looking for substitutes for what only Father God can, can do for you, if you started to think that you have all the answers all on your own, you know what to do. This series has been leading up to moment after moment after moment over the last five weeks where we say to you, come home. The Father is waiting. He is looking. He's not only waiting, he's searching. He's looking. He's anticipating your return. Come back to the life that you really feel alive. The challenge for this week as we begin to, uh, to close this morning is for you to discover those gifts that God has locked in you. There are, I believe it with all of my heart, there are gifts inside of each of you here this morning that you never, ever thought you could do. There are strengths inside of you that you never thought you could tap into because of the Father. Find your purpose. Find those things that God has, has locked in there and unlock them. I give you this challenge this morning. Dream big, big, audacious dreams that seem impossible. God is waiting, not only for you to have a life with him. If, if today is the day that you turn your life over to him, and we'll have a, a moment of prayer here in just a second. But if you've been living for God and it just feels stale, he is the father that brings that Zoe life. He is the one that can unlock those things that are inside of you. As we close, if you're comfortable, I'd ask that you would stand with me as we prepare to pray. We have been praying over this moment for weeks. If you bow your heads and just close your eyes, we want to give you an opportunity this morning to come home. If you're here today and you are ready to surrender to the Father, the one who loves you, the one who's looking, the one who's waiting, we want to give you the opportunity to come to him this morning. Just join us in this prayer. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your love. 
that unbridled love that you have for us, that, that love that we cannot even understand or comprehend. We pray this morning for those who have been looking for the Father, searching for answers, hoping and wishing that there's more than just this bios life. And if that is you this morning, just pray with me. Father, I surrender my life to you this morning. I hear the words that are being said, and I am, I am looking for you for the answers for my life. I may not know everything. I may not understand everything that's being said, but there is a longing inside of me that I want to, to say this morning to you, I need you, Father. There's a longing inside of you that can only be filled by God. And Father, we ask this morning that you would be with every person that feels that this morning, that wants to come home. Father, let them know that they are loved and that you welcome them with open arms. And for those of us who have been walking with you, Lord, and we have felt like our dreams are, are just so distant, awaken inside of us this morning a Zoe-type life. Father, I pray over these precious people, Lord, your children, your sons and daughters this morning. I pray that you would awaken love in them, that you would awaken life in them, that you would awaken belonging inside of their hearts this morning. I pray, Heavenly Father, that this week, today, in this moment, things will change. They will start to discover who they are in you and start to dream big, audacious dreams. And we thank you for this, and we pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.